Welcome back, everybody. Episode 72 of the Green Suitors Podcast. Wow. 72, Sedge. 72 believe episodes. It. I can't believe it. I know. I can't believe I've been talking to you on this computer for that long. Ugh. I know, man. And it, I still consider you a friend, which is weird. I know. Well, I mean, I tell you, you're a friend to your face, but yeah. Hey, before we get into bashing each other, okay. Uh, I do want to talk about this month's giveaway because guess what, everybody? It's the first episode of the month of February, and we Ooh. have a new giveaway <clears throat> contributor. However, it is not new to the podcast. You will know our fantastic friend Michelle over at Leather by Dragonfly <laughs> and her concubine Patrick. <laughs> Who specializes in mouse, mouse pads? pads. Uh, mm. No, they're uh, they were nice enough to say uh, that they'll be doing another Sedgley for the month of February to one lucky winner. Wicked cool! And another I Sedgley. come to your shop and uh, sweep up after uh, your weekend exploits, and so give you cool. a manicure and pedicure. Oh yeah, and a and a, a hot stone massage. Yeah, massage. Um, okay, so we, we spent the entire weekend. I mean, I, at least I did. Uh, Sedge spent Saturday with uh, Patrick and Michelle from Leather by Dragonfly at the Woodworking Show, which we will talk about a little bit during this podcast. But we have another big announcement, everybody. Mm. And it is with it is actually with heavy heart. Yep. That Sedge and I mm-hmm. are letting everybody know that. Yep. Him and I will no longer be doing the podcast together. Yep. Sorry. Because we brought on a new guest, everybody, Woo! or a new host. Woo! And that host is Ronnie Fulton, who just dropped out of our call. Wow. Talk, what talk happened? About, yeah, talk about good timing. <laughs> he just dropped out of our Zoom call here, oh so we will, we will drag our feet. And wow. hope that he comes back in. I guess he already does not want to be a part of this podcast. That was unbelievably <laughs> weird. I Hot. shouted and he left. Yeah. As soon as I said, Ronnie Fulton, everybody, he literally just drops out of this call. So he can't say, yeah, you know, I'm happy to be here. All that good stuff. But we're having some technical difficulties. Don't worry, everybody. It's Ronnie's first time. So we're gonna we're gonna have to we're gonna have to work work out the kinks uh, to wow. this. How funny would it be if his internet just went out and he can't get back on? And we oh literally God. just talked about our new guest. That's unbelievable. So anybody who was with us <clears throat> uh, last month with beers with the boys, I think we had like. 28 30 people we were on for quite some time we had invited ronnie there and oh my god we had so much fun i i booked out of there about 11 o'clock you guys went to like 1 30 yeah. in the morning yeah you guys hung in there that was pretty cool and we uh on there for a hot minute yeah ronnie's just such a, a good fit with us he's been our friend forever we always hang out with him and uh, he's quite the contractor. So yeah. we uh, we made the call. He was excited. Well, yeah. While while we're waiting on him to to jump back in here, it 
how long i mean how long have you known ronnie because well, i always i always judge it by this i remember how small cam was when i first met him right. uh I've, i think i've known ronnie's for 10 12 years really yeah i think it's been about almost 12 now 11 12 i always gauge it by cam cameron uh my God, I couldn't believe the size of him at the. He's taller than me now. Mm-hmm. I, I, he was at That's the not hard to do, shows. honestly. Whatever. He was at the. Hey, wood- yo. He was at the uh, woodworking shows with us this weekend. Yeah. And he's just, he's just such a good kid. And Ronnie's just such a good dad for sure. So I really met, neat. I know he came to some festival training classes years and years ago, but I met. Mm-hmm. I want to say I met Ronnie in 2000 and when was the first time I went to workbench con 2018, I think. Yeah, pretty sure 2018, the very first workbench con him and cam actually came to my class. It was whatever year I did the class, which I think was 2018. Um, and that is where I met the two of them for the first time. And then Every single trade show that I've been to since then, I've spent the entire time with Ronnie. <laughs> Literally every single one to include mm-hmm. the woodworking show. Mm-hmm. Um, so he proposed to us, which uh, just so you guys, in case you're wondering, he's still not back in our call yet. I guess he was just like, no, nah, I'm not doing this now. I hated that. <laughs> intro. Um. <laughs> totally threw me for a loop there but um <laughs> just think it's cool <laughs> yeah such weird timing um he actually just... when we when we did like the first or second episode uh when it was just us going into this new year he actually sent me a message and was like hey just an idea i want to throw it out there because i've been thinking about this and he basically he knows the premise of the show. He knows why we have the name that we have. He knows the interest that we have. He knows the things that we talk about because he is a podcast listener. And he just said, Hey, you know, this would be this idea that I have, you know, maybe if you're thinking about bringing somebody on as a, as a guest host, if you're thinking about bringing somebody on as, as just a guest from time to time, like, I'd love to do it. Here's why I think I'd be a good fit. And it was like immediately, duh. I mean, this is like, the perfect uh, scenario, but we yeah, we actually didn't really have much of an intention on bringing anybody on, did we, Sedge? No, we just uh, we when when Ben left, we decided, hey, we're going to continue with the green suitors. We just love doing it. Uh, we hang out on the weekends. We hang out during the week on this podcast, and we just wanted to keep going because we have a lot of fun doing it. And uh, we said, hey we'll find that person will come to us or we will find that person. We just wanted to be a fit. And then when he reached out, I went, Oh my God. Yeah. I go, what a perfect fit. Yeah. And speaking of a perfect fit, is that him? It's, it's no other than Ronnie Fulton, everybody. (laughs) Dude, I hope I didn't offend you. I'm just now catching back up. What's going on? <laughs> no, so literally as soon as I so hold on before I before we get into this, everybody just understand we're having some technical difficulties today. Hopefully, Ronnie will make it through the end of the episode with us on his first time. Um, he's he's having a very messy first time uh, for the for the podcast. Um, 
So what we were, what we were talking about, we were actually uh, singing your praises, but we were kind of given a backstory as to why you ended up being uh, the, the new host for the podcast and how all that kind of came about. So, and what we mean by that is we were just talking trash about you the entire time. Oh yeah. <laughs> That's how convenient that worked but out. It was, it was funny because the minute I said, Ronnie Fulton, everybody, boom, gone. You immediately just dropped out of the call. Yeah, it just it just dropped. I, I'm starting to think it's not my equipment. I think there might be something going on tower related because I'm usually glitch free. So hopefully we'll we'll be uh, in good shape mm. now. Maybe yeah. maybe in uh, Kentucky there was a uh, EMP. Maybe yeah, could have been. Mm, could have been. Mm. Yeah, because beers of the boys. You were a trooper. Six and a half know. hours of yeah. uh, painless streaming through Zoom. So yeah, I think that was kind of an initiation. That and was our dry run. Yeah. And a yeah. technical test. <laughs> yeah. So cool. uh, we talked about uh, kind of how long we've, how long we've all known each other uh, while you were gone and talked about um, again, what kind of led to you coming on and being uh, the new third host for the green suitors podcast. So what we would like is for you know, people with the beers of the boys that, you know, they probably are pretty familiar with you, but for all of our other listeners, tell everybody who you are and what you do and why Sedge and I are the most amazing people that you know. <laughs> well, um, first I, I want to say thank you for inviting me to be on here. I, I have listened to a majority of the episodes. Um, I do have some notes that I've taken and I'd first like to go through all the first 71 episodes and yeah. add my comments in <laughs> every one of the episodes. Can I do that? Yeah. Can go for it. Absolutely. Can we, can we circle back? That's from my corporate <laughs> world. We can circle back. Sure. Uh, or do you want to table that one for later? Yeah. <laughs> Starting with episode one minute four. Yes. 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 That's where, that's where we'll start out. If everybody will review the, okay, I've got notes. No. Um, I, my name is Ronnie Fulton. I've been a, a professional woodworker for 14 years now. I came from the corporate world um, in IT. Um, that allowed me to, in my side spare time, I, I, I bought houses and I worked on them. And pretty much that's all I did in my spare time. I met my um, wife, who was my girlfriend at the time, and she actually helped me as well. And while a lot of people were going out and partying at the bars in their 20s we were working on houses and going to the hardware store buying materials and working on houses and that was our life and we were the only people we knew that were doing that um, people even thought we were weird but it's what I love to do um, 14 years ago I made the jump I felt like I'd amassed enough of a tool collection and a client list that I could make that jump and uh, everything that I had planned was different than what I thought it was going to be I ended up even doing different things than I thought I was going to be we have some high-end products that we install in my company, and I've, I've became known in my area for doing that. Um, those are primarily, primarily um, some custom power screens, like solar screens and insect screens. Requires a lot of customization to columns, and I'm, I'm known for doing it where it looks like it's always been that way. Um, a lot of the products we do, it's it's uh, the woodworking and remodeling knowledge I have allows me to um, make it look like it's always been that way. I also do built-in cabinetry and uh, try to try to take on fun projects and fun sometimes means hard and it's kind of keeps you up at night, but uh, I like to do that kind of thing. And I love tools and I love, do uh, you? I would yeah, never I know. 
I do. <laughs> I love, um, I love work the same way Jason, I think is, is obsessed with the organizing of shop. I'm kind of obsessed with like the ultimate van, like work fan, because I work mobily a lot and it was a trailer. I tried a trailer for a while and then I switched over to a van, but, um, that's kind of one of my pastimes with my brain is thinking of how to make it better. I'd spend a lot of time on that. Um, the other big area of my life is uh, we, we love rental houses and that's, that's a big part of my retirement. After I left corporate world, you don't have that 401k match, which is so nice. Mm. So I just basically put my energy towards buying properties that needed to be fixed up. And we do that. And instead of flipping them, we rent them. So we do that. And that keeps me busy. That fills in every gap that I have yeah, right I now, wow. but it, it is the reward over time because the houses appreciate and you get the rental income and it's, it's paying off. So I bought my first rental 20 years ago. So there I'm seeing the payoff really a lot now, but it's, there's been times where we've, we've been like, what are we doing? Because it's yeah. a lot of extra work. If you don't mind sharing how, uh, how many rental properties, you know, have you accumulated over the years? We have 10. Oh, wow. All in that area? Yes. They're all in the Lexington area in Georgetown where we live in Kentucky. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it was kind of accidental. I was wanting to do a flip like 20 years ago and it wasn't a word then. I didn't know of it. I had not heard somebody say flip, but I, I had finished the house. I had bought a house when I was 21 and I spent seven years on it, not knowing really what I was doing other than watching this old house my whole life. And I started buying every tool. Every time I needed something, I bought a tool. Every time I needed it, I bought a tool. And I mean, I have rooms that I did the crown molding more than once. I put it mm. up and it looks so bad with like the caulk and stuff that <laughs> yeah, I had yeah. to do it again. I did. I gutted a bathroom twice in seven years, um, the kitchen twice. Um, it was just learn, you know, that's the way I, I didn't have mm. YouTube and I had to just kind of figure out how to do it with magazines and and what I could see on like this old house, HGTV was just taking off. You could learn more on HGTV back then. It, was, it wasn't as many designing shows. There were some how-to things. So I did pick up on that. But the first one, um, after I finished renovating the house seven years later, I, I wanted to do another one. We did not have kids yet. And I was like itching to get another house. So we found another one. I told my wife, I want to fix it up. When I'm done, we're going to sell it. And I'm going to make a lot of money. And she was like, okay. So I worked on it for about seven months in my spare time. It's time to sell. I became a realtor during that time because we had trouble getting people to show us houses. So she became an agent and she listed it. And after she listed it, I heard of this distillery district that was going to come in where the warehouses were behind our house. And I was like, wow, that's interesting. And she'd already listed it. We got an offer the first day over asking price. And she still says I'm the worst client she ever had because I told her I don't want to sell it. So I turned down the, uh, the offer that they, they did. And she was very upset, but she's not upset anymore because that house is like tripled in value. Um, wow. But yeah. we, um, I knew someone who was recently divorced. He asked me if he could live there. I was scared to death of renters. And I was like, yes, somebody I know. He rented it for three years. And I realized while he rented it that he paid for a big part of the house in the rent. And I was like, why would I ever sell it when I could get monthly forever? And that's when I figured out that I would never sell a house. So we kept that one. And that was 20 years ago. And then that one was the only rental house we had while I was in corporate world. But when I left in 2009, 
our goal was to see if we could get a house a year. And that took some hard work and a lot of sacrifices to buy a house every year. But that was a high priority for us. And we did that every year. Um, wow. My wife That's asked me one nut. Well, it's funny. The what's funny part is she asked me, she's like, how when are we going to stop? How many years are we going to do this? And I said, 10. And I was just kind of making up a number. It really had no meaning at all. But yeah. interestingly enough, we stopped at 10 last year and said, I think we're done. That's about as high as I want to go because we get regular calls now for things. It seems yeah. like something kind of happens about once every week and a half or so. We get mm. something. Sometimes they're small, but that's where my van comes in and I have it packed with all the right fittings and yep. shark bite connectors and all of those things. And as long as you have the right thing, I'm usually passing all of our houses every day on to where I'm working. And I just stop by and I see, I make it a game. How fast can I take care of it? I try to be in and out five, 10 minutes. And so that's where we are. And that's my, my world. Wow. You're a busy dude, man. Yes. Yes. Oh yeah. A side note to that in 2009, when I left my job, I worked for the corporate headquarters of Toyota and I was always a Festool fan. I bought my first track saw 20 years ago. I was trying to do the math and I figured out it was 20 years ago, 2004, I saw Tom Silva use it on this old house. Mm -hmm. And I figured out through research and through, I think it was a fine woodworking magazine. I saw an ad, a Festool ad. And I was like, that's the saw that Tom Silva is using with the black tape on it. Yeah. And I, um, I, f I found out Woodcraft in Louisville, an hour from us, had Festool. And I drove up there and bought it. I knew very little about it. I just knew he was using it and it looked really cool because it looked like a table saw with a track. Mm -hmm. I bought that in a CT22 dust collector and that CT22 is still hooked to my Capex that I use yep. every day. It's still used. <laughs> so that, that back is 20 years old and still works like new. Um, but the first thing that I did, I had some downtime because I just left and I didn't really have a lot of clients. Saw Festool was having classes and I was like, I want to take a class. And I signed up and that's the day I met Minnie walking in the door. Yeah. I met Sedge. So we have a, I have a picture of, of after the class, we all have a group picture of Sedge that I met him. That was in 2009. <laughs> and I ended up taking about two or three classes over the time. And it, it gave me a, it, it filled in a lot of gaps for me that I didn't know. It gave me a really good introduction to the festival and how it's a system. And it was, it really helped me out and gave me the confidence to, you know, feel like I could, could do this so that's wow. that's an important note of like where where sedge fits into the thing so we go way way back wow i was and trying then, to figure i was trying to figure out ronnie uh jason when you had popped off right at the beginning we were talking about you and i was like i've known him forever i think and wow you just <laughs> i said 10 years but it's been longer it's been like yes. 12 14 yeah it's been 14 Holy yes crap. and and, and I was on Facebook at that time. And that's how I got all my local business was through Facebook and people I knew. And you were already following me on Facebook before I came to the class. Mm -hmm. So Sedge already knew what some of the work that I was doing. Oh, he was yeah. already familiar. So we were, this is early social media talk because we were just doing Facebook pages. And were you guys friends there. on, my, uh, on uh, MySpace too? Yeah, AOL. AOL. <laughs> AOL. We were using dial up back then. AOL Instant Messenger. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, but we kind of grew along with the social media thing. We would see each other pretty regularly the last 14 years. I've probably seen him at least like once every year and a half. Easy. And it just, it, it's gotten more recent as time has gone on. Yeah, uh, we did a cross country trip once and we stopped to see Sedge. My, my, one of my, my little radio stopped working and I called him. He's like, stop by here and we'll change it out for you. Yeah. <laughs> 
And, I remember uh, that. I was I was telling Jason when you had popped off. I go, I always gauge it how much Cameron has grown. Yeah, I know he's yeah. he's known you his whole life, dude. I mean, when yeah. I well, saw him this past Saturday at the woodworking shows, he's taller than me. I was blown away. Is he taller than you? Yeah, he oh, is. Wow, wow. He's taller than me now. Yeah, he's he's going on five ten. He's he's grown a foot and a half since COVID. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Crazy. And uh, he and he likes it too. He commented on how at the show that people are taking him more seriously now. When he was working the dragonfly booth, he said he could tell adults were listening and not saying, "Oh, you want a cookie? You want a sticker?" They mm-hmm. knew he actually meant and knew what he was talking about. So he's really enjoying that. And he enjoyed hanging out with everybody. So for our listeners who uh, are familiar with Instagram and all that stuff, some of them might actually know, you know, who Cam is because Cam has the Instagram page, Cam's Corner Shop. Um, So definitely you can follow Ronnie and Cam both on Instagram together um, and see all the shenanigans that they're up to on a regular basis. But I was talking uh, to Sedge before, before, uh, while you cut off also, and um, just talking about how you and I met, I, I'm pretty sure it was the 2018 workbench con and it was, you came to the class with cam mm-hmm. uh, that I taught. I think that was the year that I taught the class and yes. literally every single show that I have gone to since then, every single one of them, I have been with you the entire time. Yes. And to, to go even further, I've been with you and cam or with right. you and Madison. Right. Right. Because My daughter she, came with me the one year. The yes. IWF. Yeah. Yeah, IWF, you have to be 17 to walk the show floor. And Cameron just, it kills him. And I asked Madison, I was like, do you want to go with me? And she's like, yes. And it was a good time. So she was with us the whole time. It was fun. I really hope that, I I think I've told you this before. I hope that I have the same relationship with with Leo and Max, you know, when, when he's uh, uh, of that age that, that you do with Cam and, and Madison even. Because it's so funny how similar Madison and Cam are. You know, you don't, yeah, you don't meet a lot of kids, uh, that are as mature and well-versed, uh, well, what's, what's the word I'm looking for that have a lot of like life experience already. You know, I, I take it as a few things. One is that they always, when they were growing up, they were with one of us at all times. They were either my, uh, Kelly's a realtor and they would sit at closing tables you know, every week they'd sit at closing tables when they were three, four years old and they just knew they needed to be quiet. They've heard adults talking their entire life. Um, they worked the home show with me. Cameron's worked with me since he was five or six the whole summer he's chose to. And, you know, he's, he's been paid and he loves to work and make money and loves to make things. And that's been, and then loves summer. to spend your money. He loves to spend my money and he's great yeah. at saving his own. He's, yeah. He spent um, he spent eight hundred the other night while I was in your shop. You know, this yeah. month. <laughs> he he managed to get another three D printer out of it. He's still going to get that second printer, by the way. I like the idea of him building the other one, by the way. Yeah, um, but yeah, I think that's a big part of it. The kids have just been around. They've helped us with all the rental houses except for the first one that I they worked them and. Um, I think we've tried to expose to them the whole business world and how you can make money and recurring revenue and all those things. And Cameron and I always go over every project. He knows how much materials, he knows how much profit, and he's learned that sometimes it can sound amazing, but when you do the math, it's not as great as it sounds. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one of the most important things you can learn as a business owner, you know, price it right. And it's always usually higher than you think it's going to be if you want to be profitable. Yep. Right. 
So that's, that's the biggest thing that I try to, to teach them. And, and I think it was great that Madison, you know, she's not into the building. She's into like interior design. And when she went to the show with me, I think she found it very interesting what we do at the shows. I think she kind of thought we just hang out and have fun. I think she saw there's a little bit of work factor there. You're learning information. You're getting best practices from other people. Mm-hmm. You know, I think there's so much that happens outside of the classes. And just when you're walking around the show floor, that's mm-hmm. where, that's where you just really pick up so much, meet people that are like-minded. And mm-hmm. she made the comment that she was just worn out at the end of every day. And I was like, that's it. <laughs> it's yeah. repeat every day. You're just really just taking it in. And it's like mental overload, but it's great. Yep. It's, it's huge networking, you know, meeting people. Yes. And like, in, oh, I like what you said, it's all a bunch of people thinking like you, like-minded people. Yeah. And I think so, that's why beers with the boys can go six hours. It's just yep. like-minded people, right. you know, which that's, that's, I never in a million years expected those calls to evolve to what, what they have done now. And mm-hmm. I know we talk about it a lot on the podcast, like the benefits of becoming a, a patron and, I feel like at this point, a lot of people are probably getting sick of like hearing, you know, the Patreon thing. And I'm a Patreon of seven different things, but I don't know any others that, that do a, a, a call like that for that long and have that many people in there and just have that much fun. Yeah. So it's the best Friday all month, in my opinion. Yeah. 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 It was very impressive. I, I really liked seeing that. Um, yeah. Speaking of that, asked, what was... What was the day that we said we were going to do that? Wasn't it the 20, 24th, right? We can announce it now because then sure. everybody will know. I think it's the 24th. It 24th? Is that, that going to work? At, yeah. It's a Friday, 7 p.m. Time? 7 p.m. on 24th. I'll go ahead and get that down. Yeah, yeah. I got to get it added to a, uh, added to the calendar and get an invite to you guys. But um, I think we had said that because Sedge, the build-off, obviously that we didn't want to do it then. Yeah. And then the following week I might be up at uh Felder and then, yeah, we do it on the 24th. So Perfect. if you're listening, everybody, the 24th is going to be beers of the boys. So if you're not a patron yet and you want to participate in that, man, that was a perfect segue. I, I and, teed and, that one up really well. Man, didn't I? And you know, if the six hours scares anyone, some people did jump, jump off because they had not many. They do. Yeah. Not many, not many but, just, but you don't have to feel bad if you want to jump off for sure. I mean, it's yeah. Like, and I, sometimes they don't even go that long <laughs> sometimes what do we schedule two hours yeah it's only scheduled i think for two hours and that's always yeah. the intent but <clears throat> it never happens no 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 and usually i've seen it where a lot of people got stuff going on that weekend and i they all bolt in three hours yeah i mean i was there till 11 at night and i was like yawning too much so i i took <laughs> off and then the next morning, you guys told me you're on the one thirty. I was blown away. Yeah. So if you if you're not a patron and that's something that interests you, definitely go check out Patreon. Uh, consider signing up, and you can come hang out. This beers of the boys uh, once a month. This uh, month being the twenty fourth. Oh, I did want to mention something about Patreon. I just realized I went and looked at the Patreon tiers the other day because Ben um, set all that stuff up, and I never really paid too much attention to it. And I was looking at it. And one of the tiers actually talks about uh, like getting a shout out on the podcast. I don't think we've ever done that. Nope. So funny that you, funny that you bring that up. So what Cameron, Cameron brought up, um, he couldn't sleep the other night. We were in Indy. He was in the hotel room. It's like one o'clock in the morning. He's like, dad, I'm out here on the website. I'm trying to support you. And I want to be a Patreon, but 
I really want to be called out. And it says that the dollar one that I can't be called out. So I'm going to have to do five. He goes, I'm not sure if you're worth the $5 a month. Oh, nice. wow. So he asked me if I would give him the money if he became a $5 (laughs) instead of spending his own. Yeah. I was like, I was never taught. Are you supposed to give your kids money for, for, for their Patreon? Are you supposed to pay for your own through your kids? Hey, Marianne is, I found out Marianne's a $20 a month supporter. Oh, is she really? Oh, I'll have to, I'll have to mention to my wife, let her know. Nicole's a patron as well. Yeah. Is she? Okay. (laughs) Well, I'll have to drop that. I'll have to say, I'll have to let her know that, that all of the kids are doing it. Mary, well, Marianne's I, always been an athletic supporter. Yeah, <laughs> I I, lo- I brought it up because um, I want to do that on the next podcast. So I'll, I'll get all that stuff in a row because obviously we want we want people to know that that we appreciate them. So um, th- there probably will be some changes coming with the Patreon stuff. I know said you and I have talked about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, now the three of us are going to need to. Ooh, that's what we need to do, Sedge. We need to yeah. try to plan a our uh patron or not our patreon our podcast session lunch lunch uh our when our great minds start thinking up awesome things we need to do it together now the three of us That's yes awesome. we sure. might we might need to make a trip one of these days down there yeah, Ooh, yeah and I can come we gotta have one. we gotta yeah. have a podcast meeting we might have to yeah. go down there for a night that's you right. Know, discuss the podcast. It's very important. Very it important very stuff. Well, we meet somewhere like Cincinnati or Louisville or something. Yeah. Yeah. It's Cincinnati. It's very close halfway point. Yep. Yeah. 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 I'm okay with that. They get some, okay. they get some hotels there. Yeah. yeah they do. To, got a few. I'll have to sell it to Nicole. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's business. It is biz. <laughs> it is. Business. But I'll tell you what, man. The next, the next, uh, let's see. Three I months. Yeah. I mean, actually I'm flying somewhere in, uh, we've got the festival event that's here in my backyard. So that's not really that big of a deal, but that's going to be a few days, right. That I'm going to be tied up, um, going up to Felder towards the end of February, beginning of March work bench con end of March, JLC, April, I'm going to Ben's wedding. And at the end of May, we're flying to Germany for two weeks. So I'm going to be flying somewhere every month from now until, uh, through June, through the summertime. So wow. Getting all those miles, Sedge. You know how much I like to get that that uh elite status. Whatever. No big deal. I just make it rain points in the my shop, thing, When I, was, it, I used to get a ton of points. And you know what the problem with the getting a ton of points? It means I was a ton of time away from home. Yeah, true. Or you spend a lot of money because I get points for spending yeah. money too. I'm really good at that. Yeah. I, I, I came really close last night to booking spontaneously to go to the, the builder show in Vegas. I almost went almost. When is that this it's week, this week? Ah, oh, man. I, I just, it's harder to swing in Vegas. It's so much easier in Orlando for us because it's a short flight. It's same time zone. Just everything seems easier. And hmm. um, I just, it's just too close. It's like you said, there's so much coming up. I just, do you think scratch. Ronnie, if we went to the builder show in Vegas together, that somehow I could write off a trip to the Spearmint Rhino. <laughs> I'm sure. Mm. I'm sure if they could, they be patron members. They could. Yep. <laughs> I was look. we were looking for guests for the podcasts. Then you, Same. you have to, that's, 
there and that that would help beers with the boys probably more would attend <laughs> oh yeah beers the boys we have a special guest her name is never mind. i'm not even going to get into that we could do it live from there we could do that's it right. live from the spearmint rhino just have that's that in right. the backdrop that's Man, right what a great what a great place i've never been <laughs> he's like stopping like i'm waiting for the grin because i don't know I, if he's being serious or i don't know if he's yeah i have oh i've i've been sedge i'll tell you all about it sometime <laughs> It sounds like a, it sounds like a really nice place to get a um, a malt. It it's a woodworking place. It's like Woodcraft or Rockler. What, what did you guys think I was talking about? That's the only spearmint rhino I know. Mm. You know, every time I go to Vegas, and this is not knocking Vegas for people who live there, but every time I go there, I say I'm okay if I don't come back again. And I think people that live there, I doubt they spend too much time on the street. Oh no, right? Yeah, it's just. It's just so much brain overload Yeah, that I feel like, especially after three days, I'm just ready to get in a car and drive out and see Hoover Dam. I want to see the, you know, the painted rocks out there. I just, it's hard to stay in that environment for more yeah. than a few days. And that's where I feel like Orlando, you kind of can go to the show and get out and just get away from it, but you just can't get mm -hmm. away from the action in Vegas. That's just everywhere. Yeah. No. If I never go to Vegas again, I'll be happy. Yeah. No. That's. That's my wife reminded me of that last night. I was, I asked her if she wanted to go with me and she was, she's like, she was Orlando. She's like, I'm just not sure I want to do the Vegas thing again. And I, she was right. She's saying what I'm thinking in the back of my head, but I just yeah. had a lot to do this week. So I thought it'd be great if I just left. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Wait, that's my favorite part about the trips is we all have so much to do, but when workbench con comes, it doesn't matter. You know, oh, no. I've already blocked no. out that time and it's Boy. my break. It's my, little mini vacation boy so. i'm so looking forward to work bench con yeah time to. to to the point you know what i did i uh, bought one of those uh dot uh cards yes so just like everybody talks about patrick told me about it at the indie show guess yep. what is on my facebook feed guess what on yep. everything ads the dot that i've never seen before it's on everything on social me media it's my ads it hears me too is it yep. yeah so i bought one yeah, I mean, yeah. really, nineteen dollars. Yep, twenty bucks. Yeah, it's it's a card that you just nineteen dollars. You load it down. You just with tap it to a phone. Tap it to a phone. It's it's makes so much sense. Business cards are so antiquated. Old. Yeah. Yep. And, and I order them just for the purpose of Workbench Con. I've ordered them three times. I went every year, and I don't even give them out when I order them. I know. I, I don't. Yeah, I'm the same. I or, I think I ordered, I did like some fancier ones and I only ordered like 50, but that was two years ago. I'm pretty sure I have 45 of them. And the other five I probably <laughs> used, I, I probably used them to like pick stuff out of my teeth. Like they're not. The, the stickers work great because if I get a sticker that says Bent's Woodworking, I can put that in Google and it will send me to everything you have. So yeah. it's just, you don't need that information you used to need. A sticker does it all. And I mean, every, I, we all, we all know. I mean, let's be real. You go to a show and I feel bad. Matter of fact, the last time I, I went to WorkbenchCon, I just take a backpack down there. Cause you know, I just need a couple changes of clothes. I don't need a lot of stuff while I'm there and all the stickers and all the business cards and everything that I get, they just end up going in my pockets. And then when I get up to the room, I kind of download my pockets and then they all go into my backpack. And I didn't use my backpack for like eight months after WorkbenchCon. And I was going through it when I was getting ready to take a trip and it's just full of all of the business cards and all of the stickers that I had got while I was there. And again, it's just like, it's just another one of those things. It just, you just have it. It goes away. Um, the dot thing just, it makes so much sense. Cause then you have mm -hmm. immediate access to 
anything that you want to give them access to basically immediately. That's awesome. Save the contact and the phone. I mean, all that stuff. Everything. It's faster than me saying, what's your number? Okay, yes. I'm going to shoot you a text. Then right. you text me right. back and then I'll <clears throat> save your contact info. Right. And you know, every time I do that, I always stare at my phone for a second. And I'm like, okay, wait a minute. What am I going to do here? Okay. I'm, and it's like this pause that you're like having to think about what you're doing when you're sending yeah, yourself yeah. to somebody else. Yep. Yeah. How long did it take you to get that, Sedge, when you ordered it? I ordered it uh, last night and I should get it in a day or two. They say four to five days. I'm, then I said profile. And I just got the card, but what I'm thinking is they have this thing called Thin. It goes on the back of your phone and it fits under your um, phone case. Mm-hmm. Then they have another one that fits on your phone that's got like a, it looks like a, almost like an eye tag. It's kind of cool. They get, oh, oh yeah, the think, Apple tags. Yeah. App, yeah. yeah. It's kind of look cool. like those. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. It's kind of cool. Um, I, I, hate business cards i mean at festool they gave me a rack of a you know couple hundred 500 every single like two years um i would throw them i just throw them out i never handed out my card because i know because when people hand me their cards there are some people hey okay i'll go home like this past weekend um two people gave me cards and i wanted those cards because one's for a really cool nonprofit here in indianapolis and what i did is i went online uh this morning at work and i downloaded all their information to my links and then i tossed the card because now i have all of that and it's easy right. access and then the other one's a slab guy here in indy and i'll be talking with him as well so just super nice people i just didn't you know want to toss their cards but I use that card to get information to get onto my computer. Yeah. yeah. If you okay, can get but- into somebody's wallet, like when I put a card in my wallet, sometimes six months later, I'm going through looking for like a back card in there. And that, that, that business card is still in my wallet. Mm-hmm. It's like, wow, sometimes they have staying power, but if they don't make it into my wallet, mm, <laughs> I don't know. So hey, I'm going mean, to definitely I- order one of those. Maybe I get one for my wife for Valentine's day coming up. Maybe that's, you think it's a good present? <laughs> I just think, I just think it's really cool because we're we all do social media, and someone says, "Hey, uh, how can I get a hold of you?" And you just go, "Bam!" and it has every single link that you're involved with. You know, you know how at the end of Green Suiters, "Hey, Sedge, how can we find you?" SedgeTool.com, SedgeTool on TikTok, SedgeTool on IG. Grinder. No, here you go. Boom. I don't have to just sit there and tell everybody. I'm actually waiting because I mentioned it today at a meeting. Uh, in marketing, I go, because somebody says, hey, I'm going to order business cards. I go, why are you guys doing that? Have you seen Dot? And they go, what's that? And every, nobody knew. Mm. And next thing I know, I go, oh, wow, this is cool. I go, yeah, you get all our sales managers one. Bam. Sedge, I, I feel like you're not telling the truth with everything, though, because I remember at the Woodworking Show this weekend, I'm pretty sure I heard somebody say, how do I find you? And you're like, uh, all you have to do is Google me. Do you know who I am? Oh, no, I did not. <laughs> I would never do that. I'm, uh, excuse me, me. Google me. So, <laughs> so that's so weird. So this weekend, I was walking by a couple of boots and everybody went, Sedge, how are you? And I went, oh, hey, how are you? And I'm trying to remember who they are. And I go, after a couple you know, t- you know, minutes talking, I go, hey, do I, where I meet you? He goes, oh, I never met you. That's a strange uh-huh. thing, isn't it? It's, yeah. it's a strange, I've had that happen before in a wood crash before. And um, mm-hmm. 
it's strange because they know you and they know so much about you and you don't know anything about them. And it's hard to catch up. I've tried it to explain is. that to people before. It's a little odd feeling. I, I yes, it I, is. I know exactly. What, and you know what's funny is I can always tell. I it's it makes me so sad because I'm I'm a pretty social, outgoing person, right? I, I consider myself to be an extreme extrovert, and I can fit in in any crowd and all that stuff, right? I feel so bad when because I, I can tell. You can always tell can when tell. somebody recognizes you, but and they don't want to say. They don't want to yeah. say anything. Yeah. I saw it at the show and I feel so bad because so many people I could tell wanted to come up and say something, mm-hmm. but they, they were, they didn't want to do it. And I don't know, I want them to, right. And I feel bad when that happens. And I can, I, same thing happens in like Rockler Woodcraft. I will know right away if I'm in one of those places and it's very obvious and nine times out of 10, they will never say anything. Especially guys. I think, mm-hmm. I think the women is a totally different thing. Yes. I think women to, to us or women to women, they were, they're more quick to jump in and say, Hey, you know, I've Mm -hmm. known you. you Absolutely. But I'll see a guy say something to his wife is like, Mm -hmm. I saw that at the show. Cameron saw it too. Cameron commented on it. There was a group at one point when we looked up and there was three guys all talking to their wife pointing, telling about, they know who this person is, or they know this person who it is, but they did not talk anybody they didn't talk to us but mm. i'm probably I've actually I'm i've actually way. had i've had wives come up uh before and say like hey my, my husband. husband over there is a big fan of yours and you know that'll strike up a conversation and as funny as that sounds like and again please you know for the listeners i, I don't want anybody to think that like me ronnie and said you're going to the you know out to every place and people are like oh my god look who it is um yeah. It's very rare that it does happen, but when you're in places like that, where it is a, it is something that fits what we do and what we're on social media for, it obviously happens a lot more often. Um, And it's just always a shame because at least five or five to 10 times this weekend, I, I would make eye contact with people that were walking by the booth and there's like that quick little pause, like they like they want to say something, they want to say hi, and then they kind of just look away and keep walking. And it's like, dude, just come up and say hi. You know what I mean? Right. Like I'm, we're right. ju- I'm just, we're just on YouTube and Instagram. We're not, I'm not <laughs> Brad Pitt. I mean, I obviously I have a much better body than Brad Pitt, but, and better looking, but you know, I'm not some crazy movie star making millions of dollars and I, you're going to see it. Uh, well, you guys, you guys have all been there, but people that go to, to workbench con, that's where it's the saddest because that event is to do what that network. event is to go and network and meet the people that you have been following and talk to them. And there are so many people there that will literally go the entire event without talking to the people they want to talk to because they're shy or they're nervous or they think, Oh, this person's not going to talk to me because I don't have enough followers. And it's just, it's such a shame. It is I such mean, a shame. I met a really cool person and I was getting a beer at workbench con last year. And she said to me, I didn't win that training with you, Sedge. And I turned around and I started talking with her. And I can't wait to see her next week for the build-off. That's a net mm-hmm. from 513. And she started talking to me. Then all of a sudden, somebody else came and started talking with us. And then somebody else started talking to us. And we're all standing in front of the beer, you know, the little bar there, the throw-up bar they had there. And 
there must have been 10 of us after that talking. And um, I was so glad because she reached out to me and I, now I have a friend. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, I, I feel that for me, I, I am approachable. People come up to me and um, I mean, I don't care who you are. I'm going to go talk to you. Yeah, and when I say that, I don't care if it's a movie star. I walk up to people and talk to them. Uh, I'm very shy by nature. I'm quite introverted. And uh, <laughs> yeah, kidding. that's that's an accurate. Oh, are you kidding? <laughs> I would have never guessed. Hold on. I would like to share this the the story really quick, if I may, Sedge, of when you and I first met. I think okay, people I, people need to know the truth. I walk into this uh, hotel bar, and. Jess Crow comes over to me and she's like, uh, Hey, what's going on? How you doing? She's like, yes, yeah, Sedge is here. He's over there. And I was like, Oh man, I really wanted to meet him. And I walked right up to Sedge and I was like, Oh my gosh, I put my hand out. I said, it's, it's so nice to meet you. And Sedge was like, get away from me, peasant. Yep. <laughs> and we became good friends from that moment on. <laughs> because he, he took my luggage to my room that night and I said, yeah. hey, guys, all right. <laughs> Yeah, said shows up at the hotel. I'm standing outside and I'm like, oh, nice to meet you. He's like, oh, yeah, I'm in room 327. Here's my bags. <laughs> so can I, I'll, I'll say something here. Um, there's sometimes you meet somebody and you know that you're going to be friends the rest of your life. And Jason's one of them. Ronnie, you're one of them too. For sure. It's just, it's, I don't know what it is that that click is. But sometimes it's just like you have a, a great conversation with somebody and they're like minded people. But, you know, they they're like you They're You just well, feel it. And that's how I and I, I, oh, Jason's back now. So I now think I Jason it. Jason's description is one of the best <laughs> ways for me to explain is that I just know that whenever we're at an event, we all we don't even ask each other for going to dinner with each other. We just know right. we are. It's we like, are. Where are we going? And it's yep. always been that way. It, it's it's just always because we're. We're always doing similar things and we're into the same type of things and tools and it just works. Rayobi, right? Work. What's that? Yeah. Rayobi tools. Oh yeah. 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 That's only the best. That's Milwaukee. Milwaukee. <laughs> Milwaukee. Default. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I was telling, I did get the little air compressor they have and it, it, it pulled me in that tiny little air compressor. It's yeah. Like, it's like six inch square and it can fill up. Like I can use it in my tractor tire. And it'll it'll still stay full, so I keep it with me at all times. It comes That's, in handy. What 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 compressor? What brand? It's a little Milwaukee inflator. That's about a six inch square, and you just set the pressure and walk away. You screw it on the the. And I need it regularly. Like I have eighteen foot flat trailers, like four two axles, and they'll look like the tires are fine. And then I'll get them loaded, and all of a sudden I realize that one of the tires are low because it gets a load on it. I just pull it out of my van, screw it on there, and it's done. You, you said it's a Milwaukee. Yes, it runs on the same battery as um, the the uh, the caulk gun I saw in your shop, which I think is. Oh uh, well, yeah, that, hey, hey, hey. that's such But everybody, I just wanted to say uh, oh, oh, oh. we we hope you appreciated uh, Ronnie being a host on the podcast for one <laughs> yeah. episode. But uh, yeah, for, he's, he's now a, he's now a red suitor. Hey, I said that was my first, and I, I actually am impressed with that. And it did lead to me getting the pin nailer after research. Okay. Ronnie, everyone you said, are not helping yourself right now. Everyone said that the pin nailer was, I, I had, I had another pin nailer. That's one that you have. And I had a lot of problems with it. 
And so mm-hmm. I, I really, How dare it would you. only happen. It would only happen when I was working on site and I needed that one pin while I was on the top of a 90 foot ladder. I needed that one pin to hold the whole project together and it wouldn't fire. And I had to think, you know, it happened every time. So this one, oh, I've had this one. It's never had a misfire. This we, we, I, I, I got to make a public announcement real quick, Sedge. Okay. Uh, everybody knows that my Sergeant major, um, is a big Milwaukee guy. And so Sergeant major, we brought Ronnie on for you because he actually <laughs> owns a couple of Milwaukee tools and that's two. Yes. Yeah. It's it, as much as it pains me to have him on here as a, as a host. Now <laughs> we kind of brought him on for you. So we hope you enjoy this. Well, you he know, actually, it, he actually came to the woodworking show on the last it, day. Did he? Mm-hmm. It's a big decision because we're now talking about a new battery. That's the only stress I have. I don't like to have to have another battery charger or another platform. I'd really try to stay away from that. But our other brand we like, they do not have nailers. They do not have any type. So that's excuses, not excuses. You know, it, it, if, if it's me, Ronnie, you know what I'm going to say, right? I'm going to say then I don't need those damn tools in my shop. <laughs> What look like it's so full of crap. So just just for reference, (laughs) like in my research, Grex and Milwaukee are the two that come up. Are there any other pin nailers you are that you all like? Um cordless. Cordless. Oh cordless? Yes. I really like getting away from the hose, especially if when I'm using it for you know I I don't have a, a uh, any cordless nailers anymore. I did have a Ryobi for a while when I was doing uh some work in clients' houses. I bought it specifically for that just to get me through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Believe it or not, it actually worked really well. I've heard people say good was, things about them. It they're was just, just big and heavy. Yeah, They're just big. They're big. Yeah, Milwaukee is very small. It, it's, it pretty much looks like a Grex, but it's battery. You know, it's very mm-hmm. similar. Um, but I've been very happy with it. I'm not converting over to, you know, I'm sure I won't have a total red going on, but and sometimes it's, I'm just going to cross over. Is that it uses the same battery. What's it that? uses that Milwaukee pinner uses the same battery as uh, Jason's cordless caulking gun. Yes. Uh, you can Sedge's use, cordless so, caulking gun. So you know how my inflator has the larger, it has the, the same head, but it has the larger square at the bottom. Yeah. The, the pin nailer comes with the one that's just the circle, like a Bosch battery, but yep. you can use them interchange interchangeably. Cool. One's just larger <laughs> than the other. They make them where they work with. It's like, was that M12? I think is what they call yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. So they're all on the M12 platform. Yeah. But, the other, the other cool Milwaukee cordless tool that they have, uh, Jason, I saw it at Jason's shop, is the uh, 3H ratchet. Oh, yes. Yes. And, and there's another one that I w- I'm really interested it's, in. The um... It's all at my shop, right? Yeah. <laughs> Although, I'm pretty sure Jason edge. has it. Pretty sure Jason you know the one the one I'm really interested in getting is the pop rivet gun because I still do that by hand and I do it a yep. lot in my business and it wears your wrist out, your, your finger yep. muscles. And um, that, I've heard it's awesome. So um, I think I'm going to go there. I borrowed Jason's cordless caulking gun. And um, and that that thing is pretty daggone nice. You know what's sad, Sedge? I still haven't used it. You haven't sealed and peeled? Nope. I went out and got all of the stuff and I got sidetracked. And then I started doing the flooring and we've made it through the worst part of the winter probably so far. And I still have not done it. Now I'm just like, I'll just wait till next year. So when you bring my Conturo back, I'll trade you for your Milwaukee. Deal. Deal. 
that's a, that's not a good trade. <laughs> it is when it's mine. <laughs> yeah, it is when I just got a, a, a Contoro today. Yeah, I'll bring it. Uh, I'll, I'll bring it to you this weekend, and uh, you know, I'm gonna need mine soon because that built-in's about ready to get started. I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start doing a lot of uh, cabinetry uh, around the house. I'm gonna do a couple built-ins for some closets and stuff. I got I got a project list that just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger. But yeah. you know what? That's just fun stuff to do. Knock it hey, out. Can we? I, I know we're we've been doing this here for a while, and I'm gonna have to jump off here soon. But I did want to just briefly discuss because we were all there, we were all together. And I know that we all had a fantastic time, but I would like to hear your guys's take and I will share mine on the woodworking show that we just went to in Indianapolis. Can I go first? Yes. Okay. So I've been doing that show forever. Uh, whether I'm working it, usually I'm working it not for Festool, but for other companies, um, like a dealer down in Fort Lauderdale. We used to do the Tampa at the woodworking shows. That thing used to be huge. It used to be packed all the time. And I just saw it steadily go down and down and down. So I went and met somebody in tw- at the Indianapolis woodworking shows. I dreaded going there. And I think it was 2018 or 2019. No, it was 2018. Nope. Yeah. Yes, it was 2018. 2018. No. 2019. Yeah. And that's when I met, that's when I met Patrick and Michelle Mm -hmm. and it was horrible. I was, no, I went the year before, before Patrick and Michelle, it was horrible. And I was just like, you gotta be kidding me. Like a, so it was in a different building. And so this year I was like, okay, I'll go because I wanted to see Patrick, Michelle and um, Ed Mancini, but that's about it. And (laughs) And, uh, and Jevin, it was cool. And Jevin. And Jevin. And Ronnie and Cam. And, and, and Ronnie and Cam, but I heard that. No one else. I, no one I didn't really want to go, but yeah. I when I walked in, I was pleasantly surprised at the crowd. It was a better building, it was smaller. But what was cool, and I think the draw on everything was next door was the um home show. The home show, yeah. So they planned it appropriately. So whether the missus was at the home show walking around and then the mister was walking around the woodworking shows, they planned it properly. So it was, I I told a few people today at uh, work, I go, I was, like I said, I'll say it again, pleasantly surprised. What was neat was I, when I first got there, I just said, Hey, hi everybody. And I went and walked around really quick. And I saw my buddy, Mike Helwich, who's been in the business for 30 years. He was in the general booth and we, I get to catch up with him. I saw my friend, Pat Castley at the saw stop. He was working in the Rockler booth. I saw a really good friend over at Urban Timba, who was uh, Tyler Hilliard. He's one of the owners, but he's also one of the best furniture builders I've seen in a long time. Very creative. Um, I met some really cool people. I met Michael Taylor. Uh, from Taylor Toolworks. Thank you, Jason Bent. It was nice uh, meeting him. Mm-hmm. But also I got the, you guys kept going, said, you got to go check out this thing. I was in the booth. You got to go check out this thing. It, it was called Super Shop. What was it called? Was it? Sure of it? Quick um, Sharp. Hold on. I actually and, can tell you right now. And I talked with the inventor 
and I heard his story. His name is Jervis. He's an Englishman. G sharp tools, G sharp tools. What an incredible dude. And I get to meet him. We talked about Chapman. It was fun Uh, to the point where I thought I'd be there for a couple hours. I was there for six hours, I think. Yeah. You know, and once again, didn't eat. I didn't care. I just hung out. I I got to see you, Ronnie, and Cam, and Jevin. I met Chad and Colton from, uh, is it Lincoln Woodworks? I get to yep. hang out with them. Yep. I met them, shot the general BS with them. What a great time. Hey, I had Colton putting stickers on people's backs. Huh? <laughs> yeah. And then who shows up? Dirk from Dayton. From Dayton. And I met his father. And you know what? What a great group of people we all have become and we all hang out with. It's just fun. And of course, Patrick and Michelle, who are just the most wonderful people on the planet. So it was fun. Uh, Patrick. I mean, Michelle. I mean, Michelle. Yeah. So it was cool. Marianne, I got home. Marianne says, oh, it looks like you had a really good time. I go, I did. I get to meet a lot of nice people, catch up with a lot of people. What about you, Ronnie? Similar on the 2019, I believe it was 2019 is when I met Patrick and Michelle Dragonfly. That was the year that we actually saw their booth and started talking to them. Um, the people on Saturday, when we, we arrived about 1030 and I was pleasantly surprised at how busy it was in there. Like there was pretty good, pretty thick in the aisles, more than I, more than it was in 2019. I know it was definitely yeah. busier. My one of the things that just bugs me and irks me to no end is the admission cost. I think, I think for, especially when you have couples come like husband and wife's coming or two friends coming, it's $32 for two people and then $10 for parking. You're at $42 to come to the show. And like you said, maybe the home show thing helps that we didn't, I didn't take in that part, but I feel like 42 for that is I don't know. I feel like there may be some people decide not to go because of that. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like if they could get more vendors instead and let that pay for the event, don't try to get the attenders to pay for the event. That's kind of, yep. there's That's a fine a line. Point. That's it's kind of reminds me of the newspaper thing. You know, do you want to charge for online and, or do you want your advertisers to pay for it? There's which way, which way works. Um, so I was kind of stuck on that. Um, thinking about that going in there. Um, I also feel like that there could be more um, things from the, the modern woodworking world as far as like, I think a lot of the exhibits and things that they have are from the magazine days. And there's not a lot from the things you see on social world, um, people you see on social world that we all know. Um, I've also noticed some of the long-termers that have been to every show I've ever been to are not there anymore. I noticed that as well. Um, like Barry Snodgrass, you know, the one, the guy with the bandsaw yep. that cuts the reindeers, he yep. wasn't there. Um, Veritas wasn't there. Um, but it was busier than I thought. Well, I was even expecting it to be. So I was pleasantly surprised, but mm-hmm. at the same time, I feel like, I feel like that I've been to enough shows that I kind of know what it would take to get it there so much that I sent them an email today. Um, I haven't heard back yet. But I just had to get some ideas out to them that easy things that can be done to um, kind of melt our world of the other shows we go to 
and this show, which I think of almost as like a, like a, a longstanding show that has made it through the rise of the internet. And when that was the only place you could see woodworking other than on a PBS show or a magazine. Yeah. Hey, Ronnie, I know the answer to this, but you want to introduce your shop cat? Oh, is he back there? <laughs> that is Tommy. Um, Tommy showed up to the last rental house that we were renovating as a kitten about the size of my hand. Cameron was outside and he came in with it and he was meowing, had fleas all over him. And I knew that we were done. Um, so we decided to let him come out to the shop and try living out here. He's named after Tom Silva. That's why his name Tommy. Tom Silva. This is that's that's his name. And so far he has his own little door. He has his own little water thing, a seven-day feeder and little cat toy tower thing. And we we get along out here. The advantage to me, he's trying to get on my lap right now. The advantage to me is my, it makes my daughter come out here. She has no reason to ever want to come out here, but she will actually come, which we're about three miles from my house. My shop's about three miles away. And uh, my wife even has made some guest appearances, which is very rare. Nice. Because she's very busy, but she does not do woodworking or yeah. work on cars. And Cameron and I have dirt bikes out here. And we just, this is kind of like our little playland. Too cool, dude. Too cool. Jason, well, what was your take on the show? All right. So I went there all three days. Oh, good. Thanks. That was good. Um, <laughs> and thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you on episode 73 <laughs> of the Green Sears podcast. Um, I went all three days. I, I was there for the full day Saturday, and I was there for the majority of Sunday and about half of Friday. And what I will say is Friday when I got there, it was relatively busy and it died out really quick. It was kind of a ghost town. The crowd on Friday was definitely the more older retired crowd. Um, Sunday was definitely kind of in line, more a little bit older, uh, retired crowd, very, very slow. Um, Saturday was awesome. Saturday was great. I mean, it was packed um, and it was a lot of fun. I've been to not nearly as many of the woodworking shows as you guys have. I think I've probably been to seven or eight in between Atlanta and uh, Indianapolis over the years. And every year it's gotten worse. Every year it's gotten smaller. Um, and every year I do see a lot of the same vendors that are there. And some of the stuff, it's kind of like, never seen this before. The only time I've ever seen it is at the woodworking show. And I think the reason why you see that and you see less and less of the the big businesses is because of social media. Companies have gotten to a point where they're like, why are we going to spend that money when we can get all the publicity we need on social media and it's way more lucrative and it costs us nothing. Um, so I can kind of understand why a lot of the companies have, have backed off. I also do understand that this was not as, as well planned as previous ones because it was planned on a much shorter timeline because it hasn't happened in a long time. So I do think that that is the result of why there wasn't as many uh, vendors there. I know Peachtree Woodworking Supply, which used to be one of the biggest vendors, uh, no longer has a part in it. And that, that took away multiple booths and multiple things that you could buy at the show and walk away with things. So it's definitely different. Uh, it's not, if you live next to one, I think it's worth maybe going. If you're going to go, I say go on a Saturday because that's when it's the most fun. Um, I actually, after the first day was really wondering why, and this is, this is not, you know, to, 
Patrick and Michelle and I talked about this, you know, extensively on a couple of different occasions while they were here. But, you know, my question was, is, do you really think it's worth it? And at first I was just like, man, like, look how dead it is here. And like, you guys paid what, $1,200, I think for their booth. And it's like, how much have you guys sold? And, but they made a very good point to me. And it was, we're still getting orders from that Indianapolis woodworking show that we were all at together with them. When you guys met Patrick and Michelle, they still get orders from that show. So that's been four years. Think of that. Yeah. So it's worth it for them. And it's also worth it because a lot of the people that are going to the woodworking show, especially the crowd on Friday, do you think they know who, you know, the majority of them knew who Sedge was on the banner behind their display, who Jay is, who I am? No, they don't. So they're not on social media and not worried about it. That's how they're going to find out about them. Unless Patrick and Michelle want to spend way more money on advertising and magazines which probably is not going to get the return that going to those shows does. So now it totally makes sense to me. And I think, excuse me. Um, I think it does make sense. And the connections that they made, you know, a lot of people didn't walk away with aprons. I mean, it's a big expense, but the seed has been planted and you can almost look at the people as Patrick's talking to them. I was talking to them. Any of you guys were talking. I mean, Ronnie, I saw it with you firsthand when that, that one individual that you were talking to for a long time or people that Michelle were talking to, the seeds planted and you can see it. It's like, I'm going to do this. I'm not doing it today, but I'm going to do this. Oh no. You by know, the way, I sold an apron in a Sedgley to that guy. There you go. There you go. I did. He went, he went around in circles for a while, but he finally came back. I Patrick actually told Michelle, you can, you can cut the, I, his uh, royalty check. <laughs> but you know what you said about, um, I talked to Patrick and Michelle about that as well. And the first five years I was in business, I did our local home show. And I, I always, it wasn't my favorite because it wears you out smiling and talking for four days straight. It can wear anyone out, but we always wanted to go back because we would come like three years in four years in people would come to the show and say, we were coming, looking for you all. We're ready to do it. We didn't even remember the name of your business. We didn't, but we were actually looking for you. And cause we'd be in a different place every year mm-hmm. and it would make us think, gosh, we were thinking about not doing this, but people are actually coming, looking for us. So that's, that's the thing with Patrick and Michelle too. They know that there's people that are four years out and they see it the fourth year and they're like, I'm going to do it. I would say out of all of the vendors that I saw, you know, obviously woodpeckers was there and, you know, they're known as a, as a high-end tool brand. I, I think that's a pretty safe thing to say. Um, Patrick, like leather by dragonfly, honestly, and this is not just because they're friends and like, they're the premium brand. Oh yeah. There, right. If you yes. look around a lot of the booths, like Leather by Dry, that, that's a premium product for, for that show, for sure. Um, Felder was there, but they didn't even have a rep, uh, unfortunately, because I guess the local rep couldn't go, but they're there. But other than that, I mean, it's a lot of well, things that, that you just may have not, not necessarily heard of. You know what I, I mean? I found it was interesting that the show manager came over and asked for us to be a parting of the seas in front of the Dragonfly. Right. Owl. Yeah. I thought that was interesting. So there were so many people congregating in front of the aisle that they had to actually ask us to move a little bit, which yeah. was kind of cool. So it's always good to have to draw a crowd. Mm-hmm. And, it's because Sedge was there. He's a celebrity. Yeah. yeah. Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> it, by the way, I wasn't at the booth that much. I was walking around talking to people. That's true. And telling them to that I know Jason Bent. Yeah. <laughs> Here's my dot. <laughs> yeah. All right. So let's, let's go ahead and wrap this up. We got to do a, uh, 
we got to do the the regular get bent. So Ronnie, I know you've heard the podcast and we oh, do yeah. the get bet segment, but we can't do the get bet segment without our good friend Hans to introduce the get bet segment for us. So Hans, please take it away. You know, of all the things in the world that we need to fix, the one thing that doesn't need fixing is all the hatred for Jason Bent. It's time for Get Bent. Okay. <laughs> so, Ronnie, I know you're looking at me like, what are you doing? You're going to that in. I have to, yeah, I have to add that in later, but mm -hmm. it's really funny, I promise. I know you can't hear it right now, but it's yeah, really I heard it funny. today. I heard oh, it yeah. today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I did that. That was my favorite one. He sent me like four. And mm -hmm. I was like, oh, this, this one's good. Oh, I stepped in a pile of shiza. <laughs> Sedge, do you have any? I did, but I didn't write it down. I got I got hammered this week with a couple, but I didn't write it down. I'm sorry. I'll I'll, I'll go got, back and I'll get them for next week. I got hammered this week too. Um. All right, Ronnie. So from moving forward, Ronnie, if you ever get stupid negative comments on any of your stuff, oh yeah, make sure you take a screenshot of it and save it for I the will. next podcast. Or I will. So, I've got some good ones. I've only got two. They're very quick. Um, so we'll get through these and we'll call it a day because now I need to go upstairs and you know hang out with Leo. Usual thing. All right. So this is my first one. Why doesn't everyone have these lights on the American Green Lights video I did? This person states, Harbor Freight, a lot more light for a lot less money. In the store? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> This person, oh, this is uh, how you should be cutting plywood. This person says, that is not scrap. I guess I said, I took a, a piece of plywood that was like, you know, a, two feet by five feet long. I said it was a piece of scrap, but apparently it triggered that man. Wow. That's not, that's not a scrap. Well, thank I'm sorry, you, you know. Thank you, Mr. Tree Hugger. When you're, yeah, when you're wood rich like I am, it is a scrap. I use that as a coaster. <laughs> oh my god all right everybody well thank you so much for tuning in uh hopefully you will not stop listening to us because we brought somebody who has rayobi in their shop onto the podcast <laughs> but luckily it's not part of his backdrop that's littered in woodpeckers red and festival green so mm -hmm. as long as you keep that backdrop oh wait wait there's a there's a rockler thing in the bottom corner of his screen. yeah they, they want me to show it so i put it on there now yeah. <laughs> i do like that i don't use they, it a lot but it is awesome they, they're yeah, paying me 500 huh? per episode to have it in the backdrop um <laughs> no so thank you everybody for listening uh in and we hope that you enjoy that mr ronnie fulton will be joining us on the green shooters podcast moving forward ronnie we are very happy to have you yes and thank you I ronnie look forward to being part of it and i'm almost embarrassed that uh we didn't ask you sooner mm. All, it all happens for a reason and everything just aligned. It did. It does. It I feel does. like you I feel like you paid Ben off to start liking motorcycles and go do his own thing so hey, one, you could get on the podcast. Because one might, I think one Ben might just bought a third motorcycle. No, well, maybe that maybe that just showed up at his house. Maybe you'll find that out eventually. True. Now I know where the second motorcycle came from. Ronnie bought it for him. He's like, get off the podcast, dude. I got a plan. Yeah, that's it. All right, everybody. Well, thank you so much for thank listening. You. And we will see you next week on episode Later. 73 of the Green Suiters Podcast. Later. Bye. Bye. Later. Um.